You may be seated. Really good to see all of you here this morning, or actually this evening, right? Okay. Uh, it's been a long day. No. I tell you what, who is fired up about possibly opening up like a gift like this Christmas? Okay. Okay. A few folks. Not really. I was shocked. Are you serious? Do you, is anybody even thinking you might get a gift? Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Tough crowd as far as not, not getting a lot of gifts. Well, I want you to know that like that is so exciting to be able to get a gift. You know, some people, uh, when they get a gift, they like shake it, you know, they're kind of sizing it up, trying to measure it. Some people actually smell it as if maybe there's food inside or something decaying or something, but they're like trying to figure out what is going on with the gift. But most certainly at like either Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day, well, you know what they're going to do? They're going to open it up, right? I mean, that makes sense. I mean, think of it. If someone handcrafted and made a gift just specifically for you and they wrapped it up and they actually delivered it to you and were waiting for you to open it, what should you do? What? 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 What should you do if someone did that for you? Open it. Okay. This is not a trick question. Are you guys okay? All right. I'm okay. Are you okay? Okay. If someone did that, they made a gift for you, wrapped it up, delivered it to you, and were waiting for you to open it, this might come in handy later tonight or tomorrow. You should open it, right? That's what happens. And, you know, I want you to know that um, for me, as I kind of think about like memories of Christmas and Christmas past, when I was a kid, like I was so excited to be able to open up like a gift. You know, like my, we would live in Montana and we had this fresh tree and, you know, it smelled beautiful. And my parents, hey, <laughs> oh, Samuel, is this for me? Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. My goodness. Well, thank, thank you so much. Wow. Let's see. It says, it says, to you from God. You know, I remember as a kid when I would get a present, I was one of those that would just passionately tear into it because I could not wait to find out what was inside. And, you know, this Christmas, as much as you might not think that you're going to get a gift, I'm pretty certain that you're going to get at least one gift this Christmas. But the most unique gift ever given in humanity is the gift that we celebrate at Christmas. It is the gift of God himself. And I just have a question for you. Are you going to open up the gift that God has given you? You know, Christmas is really all about the reality that hope is born. But have you ever considered, what is Christmas like from God's perspective? I mean, we understand it kind of like from our perspective, and you certainly have thoughts of what, what should happen at Christmas, but have you ever considered what Christmas is like from God's perspective? When you come to the Gospel of John, verses, uh, chapter 1, verses 9 through 13, we actually see what Christmas is like from God's perspective. We see the gift that God has given. It says, chapter 1, verse 9, he says, there was the true light which, coming into the world, enlightens every man. The true light, uh, the Bible, when it speaks of light in relationship to God, speaks of Jesus Christ, who is the creator, the redeemer, and the revealer. 
And this verse tells us that there was the true light which coming into the world, God actually gives the light of his son, sends him into this world, and it says, and he enlightens every man. So when we talk about light in relationship to Jesus, I want you to think about what light is like. I mean, light is radiant and beautiful, right? I mean, like later on tonight, I'm going to gather all my kids and my wife and our cat, and we're going to actually go and tour around, and we will look at lights because they're just absolutely beautiful. I found myself last night uh, taking a walk after a run, and there was a house that just had some really cool lights, and so I just went back there just to look at them because light is beautiful. It's radiant. It's delightful. But you know also that light also shows us the truth. You know, like when the sun rises... All of a sudden, you see everything. You see the roads and your backyard, and, and you see things because you not only see the sun, but you see because of the sun. Well, the same is true like in your home. Like when it's dark, uh, all you have to do is flip that switch, right? You turn on the light, and you can see everything in the room. You can see the light, but you can also see everything in the room. And what it says in verse 9 that there was the true light which coming into the world, God sent his son, Jesus, who is the light of the world. And he shows us who God is, what truth and holiness really look like. And you know what else he does? He shows us what we are really like. You see, the light of the world not only shows us what what deity looks like in humanity. That's who Jesus is. But when Jesus came, he showed us who we are. It's kind of like when you flip on the light uh, in the dark, the room, like, well, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's fine, but you turn on the light and you look at it, and it's a disaster, right? Toys are everywhere, the books. Someone left a bunch of food out, and it dumped on the floor, and there's dust everywhere because the light reveals the condition of the room, and that's what Jesus does. He reveals the condition of our hearts. He shows us our sin and our insecurity and our our deepest fears. That's what the light does. And you know, when Jesus was sent to this world, the eternal Son of God enters into humanity and he was born a baby, do you know there were three different responses to the gift of God's Son? In fact, they're written right here. We can find it here in verse 10. It says, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Jesus enters into humanity. He lives in the very world that you and I are living in. And notice what it said is that the world was made through him. He's the owner. This world, all the people in it, he made it. They actually belong to him. And notice the first response you see here is that is that some were just unable to really see him. It says, and the world did not know him. He made the world, but the world did not know him. Christmas isn't God bringing like a light, like a torch, and saying, hey, everything's great. Christmas, for many people, is God shining the light of himself through the birth of his son, and people going, I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you know that many people, even today, simply are unable to really 
see Jesus. I mean, they may know about him. They've heard the story. They see Christmas on their calendar. If they have no idea what it is, they will actually even look it up. They've, but likely they've heard stories. They've met even Christians. But you know what? They're just unable to see Jesus. I was reading a guy by the name of Ted Tripp, and he was writing of an experience when he took his youngest son to the National Art Gallery in Washington, D.C., and he was super pumped up about the experience. I mean, thinking like, you know, my son is going to love this, you know? Um, He was meeting some resistance, but he thought for sure, as soon as he started touring around the art galleries, that by the end of the day, his son would be profusely thanking him for such a wonderful day and experience. But he he found out that it didn't quite turn out that way. He said, I, we would go into these, these galleries and we would go and look at these art exhibits. Um, I, he said, was sometimes even moved almost to tears by the art. My son, on the other hand, his brain didn't even seem to be activated. He was yawning, whining, complaining, asking when we could leave. You know, the famous question, right? When can we leave, right? And he took him to different parts, showed him different things. He was in awe what of what he saw, but the, the boy, his son, he was bored out of his mind and couldn't wait to leave. And he said this, he was surrounded by glory and he saw none of it. He stood in the middle of wonders, but was bored out of his mind. His eyes worked well, but his heart was hardened. He saw everything, but he saw nothing at all. I want you to know that at Christmas, one of the responses of many people is that they're simply unable to really see him. Oh, yeah, they might know about a few of the facts. They might like, yeah, Christmas, Jesus was born, manger, something like that. I got it. But they really do not see Jesus as the light of the world, the creator, the redeemer. But let me give you another response that we find When you want to see Christmas from God's perspective, for some people, actually many people in the world, they were unable to really see him. But there are also many people who were unwilling to believe in him. Look at verse 11. And it says, And he came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. There were many people who were unwilling to receive Jesus. And here he speaks of those who were his own, Jesus is of a Jewish descent. He is of the people of Israel. And the people of Israel had the promises of God. They had the promises of a coming Messiah. They had covenants that God had made with his people. He had cared for them. They were the weakest, the least of all the nations of the world, and yet God provided and cared for them. And when God sent his son Jesus, just like he promised in the scriptures, the Messiah, to take away their sins, to be their redeemer, to be God among them, Emmanuel, God with us, I want you to know that many of the Jewish people rejected him. They did not want him. Yes, they heard his words. They had never heard wisdom like this or the scriptures explained with such understanding. They saw and witnessed the miracles Miracles of the blind being able to see or the deaf being able to hear, crippled being able to walk. Those who were demon-possessed and having the demons cast out three different times, Jesus actually raised someone from the dead. And yet, 
they were unwilling to believe in him. There were many people like that. And I want you to know there are many people like that today. You might be one of them. Yeah, you know about Jesus. In fact, you know that indeed he is the eternal son of God. You've got good theology, but you have rejected him. You're saying, no way. He's not going to be Lord of my life. I'm going to do it on my own. I'll give a little lip service when it's convenient and when I think it's appropriate, but I'm doing life on my own. I'm not going to trust Jesus from, with my life. I'm not going to trust him to be the payment for my salvation. I'm not going to follow him as Lord. No, I'm going to reject him. And I want you to know many people in the past and even in this present day, although they know all about Jesus, they've rejected him. They're unwilling to believe in him. But there's a third response that we find here in this very same passage when we see Christmas from God's perspective, there are those who are un, have uncontained joy to receive him. Look at verse 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. There are those who recognized who he is, and by faith, they received him. They trusted in him. I mean, this is such an amazing verse. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. How do you receive the gift of God himself? You believe in Jesus. His name speaks of his character and the fullness of all of his attributes. When you believe that Jesus is indeed the light of the world, the Savior, the Messiah, the eternal Son of God, when you believe that He is the one who, and He alone can forgive you of your sins, you become a child of God. And notice what it says there. It is a gift. To them He gave. You can't earn relationship with God. It's not about church attendance, religious performance, going through rituals, it's not about how many Bibles you might have or how many Bible verses you may have even memorized. It's those who have received him by believing in him. To them, he gave the right to be children of God. It's a gift. It's the gift of salvation. And notice what he says. He says, verse 13, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. There's, he's telling us, this new birth, it's not from blood, okay? You can't inherit it. Like, yeah, your parents might be a Christian, or your grandparents, like, they were believers, and they, like, really love God, and that makes me a Christian? No, 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 it doesn't work that way. That's what the text says. You can't inherit it from your family. Furthermore, he said, it's not of the will of the flesh, okay? You can't say, well, I'm just going to make myself a child of God. Yes, you have to be willing, but it's going to take a lot more than your willingness. And furthermore, he said, nor of the will of man. There is no pastor or priest that can say, you are now a child of God. I'll pour some water on you. I'll say something over you. I'll raise my hands, and I will tell you that you're a child of God. I want you to know, that is an impossibility. The will of man, that can't make you a child of God. There is no king, 
queen, emperor, president, prime minister that can just say, we are all now a Christian nation. You are all Christians. Like, voila, and all of a sudden, (laughs) I'm a child of God. Why? Because that guy out there said I was. I want you to know, that's not how you become a child of God. It's God at work. Notice what he says at the end of verse 13. You know who does it? God does it. But God makes people, men and women, boys and girls, his children. How does he do that? When they receive him by believing in him. Have you received the gift of God this Christmas? Have you received Jesus, the light of the world? In the Gospel of John, three different times he speaks of Jesus as the light of the world, or Jesus even speaks of himself as the light of the world. In John 12, verse 46, he says this, Jesus said, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me shall not remain in darkness. Until you put your faith and trust in Jesus, let me just tell you where you're at. You're in darkness. You're not seeing correctly. You're not seeing God correctly. You're not even really seeing yourself correctly. You're in darkness. But he says, but as many as have received him. Friends, I want you to know how incredible the gift of God's son is. It is Jesus who forgives you. He will forgive you of all of your sins because that's why he went to the cross to die and pay the penalty of sin. What is that penalty? Death. The wages of sin is death. Jesus died in your place so that you will not pay for your sins. Furthermore, he fills us. He fills us with his presence. He frees us. He fuels us. And he brings us focus in this life. The present of God's presence in our life is unfathomable. He will transform you and change you from the inside out. But friends, you must receive the gift, the gift of God's Son. You see, God's gift of Christmas is relationship with Christ. Hope is born for you. And so I would just like to ask you this question. Are you? Are you really going to open up and receive the gift of God this Christmas? And you're saying, you know, I don't think I've ever seen it quite like I'm seeing it tonight. How do you receive this gift? How do you receive the gift of God himself? We'll just go back to verse 12. You realize who Jesus is. You turn from your sin and your self-centeredness. You realize who he is, and you receive him. You receive relationship with Jesus, and, and how do you do that? You believe in Christ and Christ alone. Not Christ and you being good. Not Christ and I've got a wonderful family. It's just I believe in Jesus and Jesus alone. If you will do that, friends, you will, like the text says, be a child of God. So will you really receive the gift of God this Christmas? I want you to know that God knows, and you most certainly will know. Uh, Earlier this month, we had a significant tragedy in our state. A Texas police officer by the name of Richard Houston was killed in the line of duty. Um, this, This officer 
Richard Houston, a fantastic man. I did some reading on him. He'd, he'd been on the SWAT team for 10 plus years. He uh, had received 48 letters of commendation. He had been awarded two life-saving awards, and he'd also had received one police commendation medal. Earlier this month, Richard Houston responded to a domestic call, which are the most dangerous if you're a police officer, the most dangerous calls to go into. And there he encountered a scene where a man had just been um, actually uh, confronted by his wife of his rampant infidelity. And then that guy who had been confronted, he pulled a gun and he shot Richard Houston. And then he actually turned the gun on himself, but he survived and made it. Richard Houston didn't. And he left behind his wife and three children. Not long ago, December 9th, just a couple weeks ago, uh, they had the memorial celebration of life service for Richard Houston. And his oldest daughter, his 18-year-old daughter, Shelby, said she wanted to speak, and she did so. And when she spoke and what she said shocked all of the folks that had gathered. She gets up there, and she shares this message. She shared a message to the man who had taken the life of her father. She said during her speech, she said that I felt anger and sadness and grief and confusion... And she said that even part of her wishes that she could despise the man who took the life of her father, but she can't get her heart to hate him. Everybody's just totally locked on as this 18-year-old young lady who has lost everything, standing up there, and then she said this, quote, All I can do is find myself hoping and praying for this man to truly know Jesus. She said, I thought this might change if the man continued to live, but when I heard the news that he was in stable condition, part of me was relieved. My prayer is that someday down the road, I get to spend some time with the man who shot my father, not to scream at him, not to yell at him, not to scold him, but to simply tell him about Jesus. Where does a heart like that come from? It comes from one who has received the gift of God, the gift of Christ. I can assure you, it is only one who truly knows Jesus, who's received him and is trusting in him, can have a heart to forgive and want to share the gift of God himself with the one who has hurt her the most. You know, think of it, how profound it is for that girl. But think of it, how profound it is for that man she's waiting to speak to. You know what that tells us? That tells us that no matter what you may have done, said, I mean, your most wretched things, the things that you think like, this really keeps me from God and God will never want to deal with me, I want you to know something. Jesus is the light of the world and he has come to save sinners like me and like you. The question really is, will you receive the gift of God himself? Will you open 
And will you receive the gift that God has given us in his son? You see, God's gift of Christmas is relationship with Christ himself. And friends, in just a few minutes, when our service is over, when you walk out those doors, we have a gift for you. We invite you to take it. But the question that I'd like to leave with you this Christmas Eve is this. Will you open and receive the gift that God has given you? Let's pray. Lord,